Hey everybody, it's Keith, thinking today about sexism. This is a pretty obvious topic that I haven't quite addressed directly, and it comes up now and again in my life because my ideas and utterances don't match everyone's around me. And it's a little alienating for me because it's not like I'm this like traditionalist, conservative, religious person, but I do recognize and admit to obvious differences between men and women. <laughs> and I feel like just doing that is controversial somehow these days, especially when you consider like a third gender or other gender or genders, but that's not even what we're talking about today. Just between men and women, like there are just such obvious visible differences and also like study, studyable uh, differences and research has been done. And it's just a fraught topic because like it's hard to admit to these differences if we're aiming for political equality, which I do believe in. Um, but like equality is such a tricky word, you know, I've done a whole podcast or two about that. Um, and also I am a heterosexual man who is still single. It feels like I'm more single than ever, to be honest. And this does give me a certain attitude toward the dating pool that I engage with, which is women. And, you know, I, I have certain views and attitudes that I think are like, it's like, can't we have more than one idea in our mind at once? Can't we fight for like certain something like political equality globally while also admitting to our desires and how those desires might play out or should possibly play out in society with each other mutually? And I just feel like so many people that I know are quick to come down on me as sexist or misogynist. And I don't think it's fair. So I want to maybe kind of defend myself, also kind of just explain where I'm coming from through these questions on idrlabs.com and see how that goes. You know, I really want to sort out what it means to be sexist and if that really should apply to me or not. Um, I don't know what this test is going to be like. Uh, I don't know what kind of result it will spit back out at me. But I'm going to go in honestly and admit to all my biases and try and suss out what we think about men and women. So feel free to take it along with me and we can keep the conversation going from there. I'm just going to go through this test. It's called the ambivalent sexism test. It reads like this. The ambivalent sexism inventory is one of the most famous instruments for measuring sexism against women. Based on the work of psychologists Glick and Fisk, the task assesses two types of sexism that, according to its authors, complement each other to reinforce traditional gender roles and patriarchal social structures. More than 15 years of research on the ambivalent sexism inventory supports that this test possesses genuine psychometric characteristics and is both empirically reliable and valid. Extensive research in over 19 countries has similarly established that the ambivalent sexism inventory is valid across cultures. Where do you fall? Um, I do have to highlight some trigger words here for me. Um, I don't know. To reinforce traditional gender roles and patriarchal social structures, those are very loaded phrases. And 
I probably will come out as a little more traditional perhaps than is cool <laughs> these days maybe. Um, I don't know, like it's, it's really hard to say. That's why I wanna talk this through as I go. So let's just see what these guys are talking about and um, I'll just take it as granted that this is a valid and fair test. Um, but I reserve the right to, uh, to critique and complain as I go and as I finish. Question one of 22. Women have a special sensitivity that men could never achieve. All right, so I don't know how to answer this. I mean, to speak so generally about something very amorphous like a special sensitivity is really dangerous right because obviously people di differ in terms of how sensitive they are i feel quite sensitive uh, as a creative person an open-minded person and um, you know i'm sensitive to sound perhaps as a neurologically diverse person i'm sensitive to beauty as an aesthetic person i'm sensitive to energies as a kind of attuned person but I'm sure that I also lack certain sensitivities. And I do think that women might have a quote-unquote special sensitivity that I don't understand because their biology is different. They have different levels of hormones and such. And I wouldn't be surprised if women have like a sixth sense that men lack regarding nurturing qualities, regarding, you know, carrying uh babies to term and like these kind of things do suggest to me that they have a special ability to perceive or care for the world differently but obviously that's not all women some women i mean that's that's a marker that varies across the spectrum um so this is really hard and i would say like a lot of women i know that call themselves feminists would say yes like women might even be superior creatures because they have these heightened sensitivities or what have you and therefore women are like the superior sex is that sexist i mean it's funny it's like you're only allowed to be sexist in one way right so this is like a tricky um question and it's just so weird because like i feel pretty confident as a modern person to go either way and to answer this in a way that says to you, I support you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you're a woman, I can grant that you might have something special that I don't have. I mean, you have a, a womb, for instance, and that might come with certain things. But at the same time, it's like men and women, uh, I don't know, there is some parody involved as well. So I'm gonna stay neutral on this. Um, I do think that men can achieve a level of nurturing and attunement to, uh, the sort of like natural world and stuff like that. Uh, I do think it's easier for women to do that. So yeah, I think women are predisposed, but that men could achieve it possibly. It's hard to say, right? But also women do say like, oh, you'll never understand, right? So maybe they are asserting that there are just biological differences between men and women that men just cannot ever understand. So I don't know how you want me to answer this. Um, I'm going to slightly agree, just because I think that I am, I do come down on biology a lot as a definitive um, metric to discern differences in people. I think our biology matters. 
So I'm gonna, I'm gonna click slightly agree. Women are generally better people than men. I don't like that. Um, I don't think that's true. Um, I think that obviously in today's day and age, men bear the brunt of uh, vitriol and attack and are assumed to be schlubs and defenders of patriarchy and sexist assholes and toxic masculinity is talked about but toxic femininity isn't. So it's very in vogue to bash men and to put women on a pedestal. But I think you and I both know that there are vile women out there as well. Um, you know, their behavior is often excused, um, more often rather, but not always. I think we can all imagine women that truly are worse people than others. So I'm going to slightly disagree with this. Um, it's like way too general, generally stated as well. Better people, like how do you even measure that? Um, should I strongly disagree with that? Um, it's tough. Like, I, I also would say that there are qualities that women tend to have that are better, like the nurturing thing I was talking about before. But I just don't like thinking of things in such a way like women are better. That's just really not cool to me. Um, I'm just going to slightly disagree, though, because it's not like... I don't know. I could go either way there in terms of disagreement. Women exaggerate the problems they face in society. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, what I hear in terms of like what's on Twitter, what's in the media, you know, um, what's, you know, like what kind of movies do well and like how they're phrased, um, you know, the wage cap being overemphasized. Uh, I know that's a tricky topic, but it's definitely overstated. Um, fighting the patriarchy and being oppressed in a Western society is definitely overstated. Um you know, of course, there are fundamental issues that women face, like menstruation and childbirth, as well as like, you know, sexual crime, um, that they face disproportionately more. Though if you include the prison industrial complex, it's probably pretty even. Um, but yeah, I do think women exaggerate the problems they face in society. I think society is honestly, Western society is created mostly for women. Um, I know that sounds kind of insane to people that strongly believe that patriarchy holds down women, but honestly, like the marketplace of goods and services by and large is there for women to excel independent of men nowadays. That's what I see from all my friends and everyone since I've been of age. So I know in the past it wasn't like that, but now it really does look like that. It's hard to, it's hard for me to see any evidence against that. But I'm open-minded if you want to show me more. I just, whenever I do, like, pay attention to, like, far leftist progressive media and people, they definitely seem like they're overstating things. It's really kind of wild to me how much that's the case. A woman cannot be happy without a man to look after her. I disagree with this, especially the way that it's phrased. To look after her? No. Like, I do think that, in general women enjoy partnering with men uh, in general. That's not to say that they have to do that. I think a woman can be happy without a man. Um, so I disagree with this, but I especially don't like to look after. I don't think that 
women partner with men so that they have someone to look after them. I think they partner with men to, I mean, for all the obvious reasons, to, um, you know, have emotional love, to have mutual support and care, uh, to have a teammate, those kind of things. I don't think it's about looking after. So I'm going to strongly disagree with that because I do think that that sounds sexist. Like that kind of statement does sound sexist to me. Um, but to do, give the devil its due, I think that by and large, the majority of women do want to partner with men. And I don't feel the need to say women don't need men. Like, yeah, that's true for some, that's true for a lot of people. But in general, I think, I think women like having boyfriends and partners. So I don't know why that's controversial. Like women should, (laughs) it's fine to want that, you know? Uh, five women are too easily offended. (sighs) This is too general sounding again for me. Um, I would say that if I'm like taking inventory in my world, um, women, more women than men are easily offended by certain things that I can imagine, but plenty of men are also offended by such things. Um, I don't agree with this, uh, but it's a slight disagreement because I do think there's something there about, I don't know, it actually, I'm just going to disagree. It's, it's not, I don't know if this one is worth going into too much. It's, it's, it's so vague. I'm not really even sure what this means, to be honest. Next. Women have nurturing capabilities that men could never achieve. I do think that. I think that being able to carry a fetus, like getting pregnant and being aware of your body and something growing in it and then giving birth to it and then feeding it from your breast with like, as nature intended, like this is obviously nurturing life and men can never achieve it. Never. Like okay, there's a loophole of trans men that could have a baby because they still have a uterus. Like, forget that. Like, that's <laughs> that's so fringe and not, I don't take that seriously. I think women do have nurturing capabilities that men can never achieve because men cannot have babies. I'm going to, like, strongly agree with this. Men should sacrifice to ensure the well-being of women. Um... Maybe. I mean, I, I think that that has been the case throughout history. I think that, I mean, I, I think my hot take here, my red-pilled take, is that men have, by and large, supported women through history. Um, I know that the kind of popular point of view is that men have been oppressing women through history, but I just don't believe that. I think... Um, Obviously, there have been like a lot of uh, macho attitudes. There have been a lot of wife beatings and sexual uh, violence against women throughout history, of course. But I don't think that that's the majority of men doing that. Um, I think that's a lie. I think in general, society has been developed to support women. Like, even in that patriarchal structure of, like, a man going and earning money to support his family, like, it's for women. 
you know? I mean, it's for men too, because they get to have a partner as well. But the idea of a woman, like, staying home and nursing children, or even, like, the really classic sexist idea, the trope of being barefoot in the kitchen pregnant, that's not... that You don't have to see that as oppressive. I mean, you could. Of course, like, I can picture that woman, like you know, toiling away and sad. Of course, I can imagine that. But I can also imagine a woman fully embracing motherhood and trad life, cottagecore, cooking. You know, like, it's not evil. (laughs) It's not evil for women to want to do it. It's not even evil of men to even sort of expect that women like to do it. It's evil when it becomes tyrannical and a man, like, demands a woman behave a certain way. That's evil. But for society to note that women in general have a nurturing, homemaking quality, that doesn't mean that it's this patriarchal structure that's told women to do that. And of course, of course, like in the 50s and earlier, like, a lot of women were pushed into that and didn't like it. And I relate to those women because it's like they don't fit into the society. They want to be creative. They want to be a moneymaker. They want to be powerful. Like, I get it. Obviously, there are those kind of people. And the same is true the other way. Not everyone, man, man wants to go to an office and earn a paycheck nine to five working for the man. Like, you know, I mean, everyone struggles and everyone is faced with like what's expected of their role and has to grapple with that role. So that's not really specific to womanhood. Um, And actually, I think, like, especially with war, men, by and large, sacrifice their lives throughout history for the sake of society, not for women specifically, but for the sake of their culture and society. Um, But I, again, like, I think that culture and society is, by and large, created for the benefit of women. I think women would suffer immensely, even more so than men, in anarchy, in true absence of society women would be (laughs) suffering i really think women would be suffering and there is this biological difference in strength and there is this toxic masculine attitude of you know raping and pillaging that is in our nature so to speak and society tames that and protects women and creates all sorts of like mores around women's safety So, and I think men sacrifice a lot to ensure that that is maintained. Now, should they do that? Maybe. I mean, that's a traditionalist attitude toward men, right? Um, I don't really uh, embody that. I'm not the most protector kind of guy. I'm not very traditional as a man. You know, I'd be happy to be a stay-at-home husband, for instance. But I also can appreciate embodying that attitude of like you know providing like it does feel good when i can do it so should men sacrifice to ensure the well-being of women (laughs) i don't know i guess i'm neutral i don't know about this should but (sighs) kind of um i don't know i'm gonna stay neutral on this i i could I, i don't know i don't like fully agreeing to that but i kind of get it You know, I could also just, it also, again, does sound like this reinforcement of traditional values that I don't quite get on board with. This is where I'm pushed a little too far with traditional values. So I'm going to say neutral. 
Gender equality and equal rights are entirely reasonable demands. Uh, those are in parentheses, or sorry, in quotations, by the way, quote, gender equality and equal rights. Yeah, I mean, they're entirely reasonable demands, depending how you define those things. Um, it's very tricky. The devil is in the details here. What do you mean, gender equality and equal rights? What does that mean? Uh, equal rights to have a job. Yes, for sure. Equal right to vote, obviously. Um, equal um, paternity and maternity leave. I don't know. I think women should probably get more time off after having a baby, personally. Um, so those rights would favor women. Those aren't exactly equal, right? Um, gender equality in terms of, again, like wages and stuff. Like, yeah, if you're doing the exact same work for the, at the exact same job with the exact same qualifications and the exact everything, if everything really is the same, yes. And I actually think by and large that is the case when you look into the real numbers, like all of them, not just the headline numbers. Um, in fact, I think women get paid more than men, um, very often. But by and large, that is that doesn't show because so many women bow out of the workforce or take jobs that are generally paid less. Um, those are uncomfortable facts if you're trying to make this case for parity. Um, gender equality and equal rights, I do support conceptually, but there has to be there has to be a limit there in terms of like what you really mean. The genders are not literally the same. So equality is this very amorphous term. It's really tricky. I've done a podcast on equality. Do check that one out. We need equal opportunities for everyone, no matter who you are. We cannot expect equal outcomes. So many women are not going to be equal. There are not going to be as many women in prison as men. It's just never, never going to happen because men represent the extremes of violent people in society. So why would you f ask for gender equality there, you know? Men and women both need to be treated fairly, and they both, every person needs to feel whole. That's more important to me than having equal amounts of stuff. Everyone needs to feel whole, and people have different needs, and men and women have different needs. So I am going to agree with this. Um, I can strongly agree with it if I can take this author um, as a moderate person and not a radical person. Like gender equality is a very tricky phrase and radical people can define that too strictly for my taste. But of course I do support gender equality around the world. There are places where women really aren't equal in lots of measurable ways. And I support that being fixed. Nine, women are too eager to interpret innocent remarks as sexist. Well, again, it totally depends. Um, you know, again, women are different as people. They're the same in the, in the sense of defining what womanhood is. For me, I define womanhood as having two X chromosomes and a womb. Um, that is already kind of controversial, obviously, today, but that's how I think of women. And not everyone with those really basic biological characteristics takes remarks the same way. So um, it's hard for me to agree with that. I kind of know the feeling that this is asked in, um, but I don't relate to it fully. I mean, I think maybe in my more cynical 
socially drinking attitudes, I might say something like that. Like, women, too, you're to interpret this as sexist. Like, you know, we all do get upset with the, you know, opposite sex or rather whichever sex we are attracted to. Like, I know gay men can complain about men, you know. And it's kind of like a way of being like, ugh, like I'm not getting my needs met by this group of people, so I'm going to make a generalization about them. You know what I mean? Like, I find myself doing that, but like when it comes down to it, I don't really think that way. Uh, I know plenty of women that don't do this and that are also very critical of feminism and that are quite forgiving and open-minded when people utter things. Um, but of course, there are radical feminists that do interpret a lot of things as sexist and I know several of them and they give me a hard time because they think that even what I've said so far in this podcast episode they would qualify this as sexist um, but that's not all women obviously so I disagree with how this is stated um, should I strongly disagree I don't know like I kind of just like um objects to this question. I don't know if that means that I fully disagree with it or not. Um, that's tough. I guess I will, um, I guess I'll fully disagree because I just, I don't, I'm getting a little tired of like, I don't think that you can describe all women as having, like not all women are feminists, you know? 10. In an emergency, women should not necessarily be rescued before men. Okay, here's an actual, <laughs> this is a fair psychological, philosophical question. We have this idea of women and ch children first, like when the Titanic was sinking, uh, save the women and the children first, um, which is a pretty traditional view that women and children's lives are more valuable than men's lives, and that's the patriarchy saying that, for the record. Um, and it kind of makes sense, like... <sighs> I don't want to get too detailed here because it's a little gross, but like, you know, if society was vastly shrinking, like if there was a nuclear holocaust or something, each woman represents a body as a conduit for more life. And a men's body just doesn't represent that, period. A man, a single man can impregnate 100 women and a new society could be created just from that ratio. You know what I mean? So... Um, I, I kind of understand the premise that women's lives are kind of a little more sacred than men's lives because they can carry life. And again, like I, I keep coming back to that because it's the fundamental difference between the genders to me. Um, now, in an emergency, like if a building is burning down, um, should the women be saved first? Well... Not necessarily. I mean, I can definitely imagine, like, one heroically alpha man, you know, like, uh, you know, an excellent human man, you know, I, I'll let you pick one. I don't want to tell you who I think might be, who might qualify. But some men are exceptional in terms of what they, what they give to society. And those men do probably have more to offer a a reborn society than let's say, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I can imagine some people like very, being very critical of how I'm saying this. There are some women, let's say for instance, um, outside of fertile age, uh, let's say 
um, low performing at work, let's say, um, I don't know, you can even imagine this person being malicious or evil, like fill in the blank, like some people don't provide as much to society. And some of those people are women, right? So no matter how you want to measure that, you know, I gave a few different ways, but like you can create your own if those ones offend you. Um, yeah, I can imagine saving this like exceptional man over this really pedestrian woman. Um, I do have some amount of chivalry in me. Like I do kind of imagine that I would want to uh, bring on board as many women as possible. Um, and that's not just because of my own maybe uh, heterosexual interests. Um but I kind of agree with this, like not necessarily, but as a rule of thumb, it doesn't really offend me either as a man. Like I don't care about double standards. Like there are double standards. There are different standards because people are like, they're different, you know? Um, so I'm kind of open to the idea of like, like, I don't like the arguments like, Oh, if you switch the genders, then what? Like, well, then it's a totally different story. That's what, you know, like you can't just switch the genders and pretend it's all the same. Like, it's different. So yeah. Um, I think I'm going to slightly agree with this though. Maybe I could stay neutral. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not outraged at the idea that women should be rescued first, nor am I outraged at the idea that we should treat the genders equal here. So, you know, I could go either way there, but I think for the spirit of this, I kind of agree that it's not necessary. 11. Women are just as rational and logical as men. Well, these are loaded terms. Women are just as intelligent as men, statistically speaking. That research has been done. Uh, women are capable, certainly, of being very logical, even more so than some men. But there is social scientific research and evidence that shows that women do have, um, how should I phrase this? Um, larger mood swings um, are a little less predictable, have a little more neuroses. Um, these things are technically observable and it could be argued that those things do influence one's ability to be rational and logical. Um, I'm playing with like a screw on my desk as we speak in case you hear kind of funny sounds. Um, so it's tricky. Like women are just as blank as men. Like it depends, right? Um, women are just like you, like what if you said women are just as violent as men, right? I mean, it depends maybe, but at the extremes, the most violent people are men. And I would say at the extremes, the most rational and logical people are also men. So are women just as rational and logical? I kind of think not, to be honest. But that's not to slag them off. Like, it's okay if you're not as rational and logical. Like, I know that a lot of women in my life have definitely gotten mad at me for being too rational and logical. And it's like, yeah, it's one way of measuring something. Like, it doesn't mean that it, you have to be rational and logical. Like, in an argument with your spouse, it's not that rational. It's not that rationality and logic are the master criteria, right? I mean, maybe sympathy and understanding are better. Maybe compassion is better. So, 
you know, and I could, I think that women might be more compassionate than men. And maybe that does make them more successful in a spousal discussion, right? So I don't want to offend women by suggesting that they might not be as rational and logical as men on the whole of it. And if you want to call me sexist for that, I kind of think that's your problem, to be honest. Let's see what the test says. Women seek control over men in long-term heterosexual relationships. Well, that's another generalization that I object to. Um, well, heterosexual, long-term heterosexual relationships, just like short-term homosexual relationships, do have a power dynamic inbuilt to them. And both partners can play into that dynamic. Uh, to be controlling is a trait found in men and women. Um, so obviously women can seek control over men. Uh, if this was phrased, women seek control just as much as men do over the other, I could agree with that. I think that it's pretty... Uh, I think there's some parody there in terms of like gaming relationships. I don't think that all women do this. I don't think it's fundamental to them to do this. I do think that in relationships, women have goals in mind. For instance, marriage and children. Those are traditional goals, but that's true for a reason. Um, do they seek to control their partners into those, toward those goals? Yeah, I mean, some do. I think most do, frankly. But that's what life is like, you know? I mean, women are not these docile, uh, you know, absolutely declawed creatures who just go along with everything in a relationship and are controlled. So they can seek control. That, doesn't also, that also doesn't mean that they're like these monstrous nags that are running men's lives. You know, so this is like just a stupid question. Again, like this is just not a healthy way of looking at things. People seek control over each other, depending on how strong they're, how goal oriented they are, frankly. Um, yeah, women can seek control over men in long term relationships. Does that mean I agree with this statement? Uh, I don't go in thinking that women are trying to control me. In any relationship, I never go in thinking that. So I kind of disagree with the spirit of this question, even though it's technically true in many cases. And that's also not necessarily a bad thing. Next, women have just as much of a sense of honor and duty as men. Uh, probably not. Uh, I think that those kind of virtues are more in the masculine realm. Um duty especially because that word connotes like god and country and war and stuff like this and like obedience to a hierarchy i think men traditionally speaking um historically speaking uh get more get more purpose and meaning in their lives from that word honor maybe but like a little different right i think women tend to honor their vows for instance i think women tend to honor their husbands to, to be honest um obviously there are also there are also women 
in the military who do have a sense of honor and duty, but I think that there are much less of them. So I'm going to say, no, women don't have just as much a sense of honor and duty as men, which is fine. Like, I don't have it either. A good woman should be put on a pedestal. Um... Wow, what a fraught question. I don't know what to say here. I think putting a woman on a pedestal is really weak. Uh, it's simp behavior. It's beta kind of cock behavior. That said, I've done it. Like, it's really hard not to fully admire and even worship a good woman. Um, and I'll let you define what that is. Um, a good woman can be put on a pedestal. A good woman could deserve to be put on a pedestal. I don't know if they should be put on a pedestal. I think it's probably it's probably unhealthy as a relationship dynamic to do that, frankly. I don't even think a good woman wants that kind of power over whoever puts them on that pedestal. So I disagree. But I get it. Like I also worship womanhood. So it's tricky, you know? Like I want to be able to worship that in a in a way that honors and respects womanhood in every sense of that word without giving up my own vitality and influence in the world and even with her, you know? So that's weird. 15. When women lose fairly, they claim it was due to discrimination. Well, sure, it happens. It happens a lot. Um, women can play this sexism card, and society lets them do that a lot right now. I don't think all women do that. I think plenty of women are skeptical of being a token hire or getting like advancing their careers just because of their womanhood, and that is happening very much right now. Um, they can lose fairly. They can not get the job. It's hard to imagine a woman losing a job to a man in my world, to be honest, but know that it does happen um yeah they can claim discrimination they they do but not all do um so this is again i hate I, I don't like this guy who's talking when he says that right like oh women lose when they when women lose fairly they just claim it was due to discrimination like i would not say that you know that's a bad look i don't think that because it's just too general to say that so I, again, object to this question. I'm going to disagree. Um, but I can't disagree fully because obviously it does happen, right? So, you know, is this test going to call me sexist because I didn't d disagree hard enough? That's what I'm kind of worrying right now. 16. If a country has compulsory military conscription, that conscription should apply to men and women equally. Huh. Um... I don't believe in compulsory military service. I don't believe it should apply to men even equally. I think that there should be plenty of caveats like IQ, like height, like weight, like strength, like um, ability to follow orders. Uh, there should be plenty of medical opt-outs. Um, I don't think women should be serving on the front lines fighting hand like in hand-to-hand -hand combat as much as men if there are roles for women in the military like you know less violent roles then i can imagine them serving just as well as men i don't know why women want to do that like 
take the out. Don't go into the military. Don't go die for your country. I don't know how that makes me sexist. Like, I'm not stopping you. Go ahead and do it, you know, if you're a woman. I don't care. But to say that, like, women have, like, if we want equal gender equality again, this is that tricky, you know, quagmire of gender equality. Like, I don't think it's realistic to have the genders be the same. And this is a great example. Why the hell should the genders be treated the same in the military? doesn't make any sense. The military is like, well, you know. You know what the military is. Like, I don't need to... Do I really need to explain why it doesn't really make sense for women to be fighting the military as much as men? Um, I disagree with this. Do I strongly disagree? Um, yeah. It should not apply to men and women equally. If a man and a woman go out on a date, the man should not necessarily pay. I agree. <laughs> I fully agree. Uh, not necessarily. I don't hate the tradition of men paying, and I do pay happily, but it it's totally cultural and it totally depends. Like if I'm in Berlin or Amsterdam, I'm not paying for the woman because it would be weird. It would be overly traditional to do that and women don't expect it by and large. It's not part of the dating culture there. If I'm in small town America, I will do that. Even in LA or New York, I will do that just to cover the bases because I don't, because America is very diverse and I don't know how women necessarily grow up or think. Um, some women are offended if you try and pay for them. Some are offended if you don't pay. It's a very hard role for men right now because it's just very hard. Like it's very hard to say, hey, I really like you and I'm not going to pay for you. That's just a hard thing to do. But in Europe, it's not hard at all. It's expected that we each make our own money and we can each pay for each other. And I don't want you to think that you owe me anything else, you know? So dating sucks for this reason. Um, it's just not clear and it's really hard to navigate what to do here. Um, I kind of come from the school of thought that if I'm really keen on a girl, I'll offer to pay because it's just like a token of my generosity I guess that said I don't always do it and I still might like a girl even if I don't pay so it's just hard but again if a man and a woman go on a date the man should not necessarily pay strongly agree 18 of 22 women have a more refined sense of culture than men well obviously not necessarily obviously there are so many backwoods rural you know, lower class or whatever kind of women. And obviously they're very refined men. Um, but this kind of goes to that sensitivity thing. I think women do have a sensitivity to cultural refinements, as it were. Um, but that's tricky, right? It's hard to even define that. Um, uh, I think by and large, yes. I think women, generally speaking, do have... A sixth sense superior to men in terms of evaluating fashion, evaluating uh, what's cool, evaluating, you know, very slight differences in etiquette and behavior. Like, I just think that that is part of a woman's sensitivity. So I slightly agree, but obviously it's like, how can you say that? You know, like, I wouldn't say it like that. 19. Women should be cherished and protected by men. <sighs> 
bad. Um, kind of. Yes. But that is where you get in trouble in, like, patriarchal societies. Like, Saudi Arabia definitely thinks this, you know? Iran definitely thinks this. Uh, Japan might think this. It, does that make those societies good? No, it doesn't. So, um, you know, not to say that those societies are fully bad, but, like, those kind of, quote, sexist attitudes are not very modern, and they rub me the wrong way. So I don't like it, but I kind of agree with the spirit. Like, I definitely want to cherish and protect my significant other. That said, like, it's not like this hard-lined thing. I, I do think, like, I'm just imagining, I'm remembering my ex-girlfriend and when we would go out. And I could imagine her in dicey moments or questionable things, like in a bar of a guy talking her up, chatting her up, you know, like... I'm not necessarily butting in and saying, hey, get away from her, man. Um, I think she can handle herself. Maybe she wants some flirtation, and maybe that's okay for her to have. Maybe I don't need to take offense to that. I'm watching the situation and deciding if I think this guy is a threat to her or to me or to us, and I can measure it and make a call, a judgment call, um, because I do believe in cherishing and honoring my partner um even a friend i would have kind of a similar rubric for that so i kind of think that as a man i should cherish and honor or rather protect a vulnerable woman but a woman isn't automatically vulnerable uh, a woman has the safeguards of a society again that's what society provides these kind of safeguards these expectations these rules that even violent or aggressive men have to work within. Um, so this is a hard thing to say. It's just very hard. I, it's, a, it's a stupidly formed question because it's too vague and it can go either way. If I agree with this, it makes me like, you know, militant Islam. If I disagree with this, it makes me like, oh, women are just as strong and can defend themselves more as men. Like, neither of those three things are true. So I just don't know how this test is going to rule my choice here um it's a fucking hard thing to say here even though i have a very clear chain of thought on it <sighs> these tests are not this is not a good test but let's see what it says at the end um i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna slightly agree no i'm gonna stay neutral because I think more friends of mine, even in Europe, would say, no, don't cherish and protect me. That is simp behavior. I can do fine on my own. And I, I take their point. So I'm going to say neutral on this. 20. Women seek special favors under the guise of equality. That does happen, yes. Uh, obviously not all women do that. Um, but I've seen that for sure. And I think society is pushing that for sure. Like... You know, equity is a word that is used a lot. And there's this idea in the radical left that we have to even out history. So we have to give women more positions of power in order to equalize things. But that is a special favor to give you a position that you are less qualified for because you're a woman. That is a special favor. And it is under the guise of equality. And I think it's bullshit, frankly, but whatever. It's not, I'm not going to like die on that hill. But I think that that is when my friends call me sexist because I think that people should be treated 
fairly, including male applicants. And I think individuality is the utmost thing. And that group identity is a lame way to, to do things. Um, but I'm going to say neutral here because I don't, I don't know. Not all women do that, of course. And even when women do do that, they might not do it in a malicious way. They might, I don't know. Should I just agree? I don't know, guys. Um, six special phasers under the guise of equality. I think I'm going to slightly agree. That's my red pill answer. 21. Women tease men sexually on purpose. <laughs> Sometimes. But I think in generally when women tease men, it's to get a taste of desirability without going all the way with it. And that's understandable. I know that women like to feel wanted and that does often take the form of teasing, which is like offering up some amount of sexuality, but then like pulling back. Um, it's pretty annoying, but it's kind of cool at the same time. Like as a man, it's kind of fun to be teased, but it can also be super frustrating and it can be downright cruel. Um, do they do it on purpose? Uh, I've heard that some men, women will do this on purpose, but I don't think it's like by and large what women do. Um, I'm going to stay neutral on that. Final question. Women fail to appreciate all the things men do for them. I kind of agree. I think that the women that are making the claim that uh, they do appreciate all the things men do for them are like conservative slash religious women. And they're a minority, I think, in our society or in my world anyway. Um, I think by and large, the women that I live with are around, like liberal, modern, you know, well-to-do women, definitely don't really appreciate men at all. I mean, they do privately, and they can get into it and admit that. But I think public-facing, it's like more of the men are scum attitude or men are part of the patriarchy or white men especially are just born evil. Um, competence is even ignored. Even if you like need, if you rely on a man for any possible thing, like whatever, um, that's still like not fully appreciated unless like you are like in love and then you appreciate your partner, you know, like I think love is an answer here because it does really, break down these kind of judgmental barriers that we have between the sexes. But in the realm of like social politics, women definitely do fail to appreciate all the things men do for them, including build, develop, and maintain societies. Like men are given zero credit. We're given a hard time for doing that as if we just did it for ourselves. Like I'm not even, I shouldn't even include myself. I've done little to maintain society really, but and obviously women maintain society a lot and help develop them. But like, yeah, I do have this feeling. And maybe that is like some incel energy of mine. But um, I could admit to having a little bit of that. Um, yeah, I think they do. So let's finish. Okay, so this is interesting. Um, ambivalent sexism test. Your sexism results. This is measured on a bar graph with two different bars. Hostile sexism and benevolent sexism. Uh, I score a 27% on hostile sexism, which is low, so that's nice. I score a 30% on benevolent sexism, which is also low. Hostile sexism. 
Overtly negative beliefs about women, as well as negative stereotypes about them. For example, the belief that women are entitled and egotistical, that women seek unearned privileges in society, or the belief that women seek to tease or control men sexually may all be seen as forms of hostile sexism. So obviously, I talked through those and I gave an answer that was above zero. So obviously, I score a little bit on that. I don't know how this compares. It's not comparing me to others here. I don't know where, like, other people rank here, so I don't know if 27% is high or low, but on a graph going to 100, it looks low. But yeah, it's admittedly not zero, and I've defended those positions, so if you consider that hostile sexism, I have to accept that. Benevolent sexism. Attitudes towards women that may seem positive on the surface, but also serve to perpetuate gender stereotypes and gender inequality. For example, the belief that men should protect women, that women thrive better in nurturing roles, or that women are somehow purer than men may all be seen as forms of benevolent sexism. Right, so I've explained that as well. Um, yeah, uh, I, yeah I, I think women do thrive better in nurturing roles, if that makes me benevolently sexist so be it, you know, like, I think it's a silly word at that point, but, um, it is what it is, guys, you take the test and tell me how your score is compared to mine, I'm, like, a quarter sexist, basically, between a quarter and a third, <laughs> um, I'm okay with those results, I think this test is a little weird and lame, but, yeah, please know, this is a final, uh, paragraph here on this page. Please note the ambivalent sexism inventory is rooted in liberal feminism. As such, its authors define positive female stereotypes and behaviors that give preferential treatment to women on account of their gender as sexism. Someone who sees gender issues from the perspective of cultural feminism or intersectional feminism would not necessarily regard benevolent sexism as a form of sexism. Yeah, there's a lot of caveats here and there's a lot more to discuss. I feel pretty open-minded about this stuff, but I guess my major point is that I do think the genders are different, um, not to say anything of a third gender or an other gender. Um, they're different, period, uh, and it's obvious that they're different. So I think our society needs to first admit that, and then we can start thinking about what it means that we're different and how those differences can manifest socially and what we should do about that to make sure that everyone is treated fairly as individuals. All right, guys, that's it. Kind of a short test, that's nice, staying under the R mark today. Um, I think I've been of sound mind and body enough doing this test. Um, do let me know my your thoughts. Uh, you can reach out to me through whatever channels. Um, my Patreon is Key Thinking. I would love your support. Uh, my Twitter is Keith Thinking. I'm still struggling to be active there. I'm most active on Instagram at Keith Pictures. And you can also email or call me if you have my number. Um, my email is discoverable as well. Um, if you want to reach out to me, I think you can do it. Um, again, thanks for listening. Uh, I always value the feedback and continuing the dialogue. And... I'll leave it there for now. Until next time, ciao.